stopped <laughs> yo yo here we are Woo-hoo! we're alive so alive yes yes oh that is so funny i'm just looking quickly at uh some people who hit our site moped outlaws they're searching for a course in miracles lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so what did they do? They like came there and they said, where are the course in miracles lessons? No. So I'm looking like the top search queries for your site, a course in miracles, lesson 10, a course in miracles, lesson 54, Google. course in miracles, lesson of the so day. People, people go to Google and then they get moped outlaws for that. <laughs> well, that, I guess we're going to have to share a, uh, a lesson every day as part of the podcast, huh? As part of our, well, yeah, every week. That's so funny. All right. This well, is not the <laughs> lessons you're expecting. It doesn't seem to be going live. It keeps I think going. Let's into- just, let's do Facebook. Because okay. everyone that we know is on Facebook. No one's going to be on YouTube. Uh, yes. I just don't know. And then I'll just upload them to. Process. YouTube. Hey, do you have time to look at that streaming platform? Uh, not really. Okay. I will, though. Don't worry. I'll make time. Right. Um, let's see. How do I stop this? Stop. All right. Disconnect. Let's see. Let's try a different one. Can you do to our, go to our Facebook? Yeah, it's good. that's where I'm headed right now. To the mopeds, right? Instead of your personal? Or do you have to do your personal? I don't know. I can look. Share to, is it a group or a page? Page. Fuck groups. Groups are for. There it is. All right. We're on our moped outlaws. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I like. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Working the technology here. Yes, sir. Getting better all the time. There it is. I like that light shining behind you. A little bit of heaven shining behind you. I am blessed. Yes, sir. It actually looks like it's shining on your bald head. (laughs) Ooh, it may be. Let's see if I can figure out where the comments are. Where have all the comments gone? Long time passing. Who can we offend tonight? No, that isn't it. See. It's so much more entertaining when I'm staring at the screen trying to make Facebook work. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great, too. It's great radio. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see if anyone comments. Right. And I wonder if um, 
like they get notified like do our friends get i, I don't know I, maybe only the people who liked it anyway so it's going out there. It'll be on our page. If you're watching this later, thanks for joining us. We're really excited to be getting this more and more like dialed in the way we like it. Yes. And we're learning. And we're not afraid to just show you how the sausage is made behind the scenes. I'm afraid to show them how the sausage is made. Really? Yeah, I don't like sausage. Well, actually, I love sausage. But I don't eat it. Now what are you doing? Trying to fix that whole like angle problem with my camera. What oh. angle problem? Are you trying to get a right angle? Look at this. <laughs> the wrong See angle. See how the the painting now lines up with the top of the frame perfectly and if I if I let go, it doesn't. Yeah. See how the door is almost par like I have this little coin that's tucked in under it's like this whole <laughs> kludged solution. <gasps> oh no, no, let's just forget it. Just forget it. Forget it. You're in a awkward room. Uh the what does that say? The warfield. The the warfield. Like show drink that? ticket. Ah. From from Jerry Thanks. Garcia band at the Warfield when I used to work there. All right. You used to work at the Warfield? Yeah, I used to do Jerry Garcia shows there. Oh, just Jerry? There. Just Jerry shows? With your uncle? Mm -mm. On your own? Yep. With the Bill Graham Presents Archives. Is that how you started in the archive industry? That's how I started. I got a... I went to... A, help with some video at a Jerry Garcia show, a friend who was going to supply them with some equipment was like, Hey, do you want to crew with me for the Jerry run? And I'm like, sure. That sounds fun. And he says it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm like, okay. So I get there. He brings some gear and their crew shows up and they have this argument about the fact that he didn't bring everything he said he was going to bring. And they're like, but dude, like, you promised that this is what you were going to deliver for the show. And now you're here. And he got defensive and upset and angry. And he said, if you're not happy with this, then I don't need you. And he walked away wow. without even unloading the gear. Wow. And I was just standing there <laughs> and the BGP people looked at me like, who are you? And I'm like, well, my is replacement. <laughs> and I was just going to help out with the show. Cause I love Jerry. And the guy says, Mark went, are you related to Doug went? And I'm like, yeah, he's my uncle. And he, Doug was working for Bill at the time. And they said, well, all right, then well, there's still a show to do. Let's, let's see what we can pull together. Right. So we started rummaging around for all the video equipment and stuff we had. And we cobbled a show together. It took about eight hours to prep for doors open. <laughs> we did this cool thing, which in the nineties was kind of tricky. We laid in a blue screen spot. And as the crowd walked up the stairs, we chroma keyed them into our video psychedelic light show. And they were looking at a monitor so that as they came up the stairs, they were chroma keyed into this psychedelic light show. Oh, that's cool. So they and see I was in the themselves. Lobby. Yeah. 
And so I did a good job at that show. And the guy was, his name was James Olness and James was the um, archivist for BGP. And James said, you know, I really like to work with you more, but I can't offer you a job. Are you in school? And I was studying at college and I was studying video editing. Did you lick a cat before this started? <laughs> no, but I have a mustache and stuff falls into your, and it's like, I, I can't talk. I have a hair, but my mind. You look like you have cat syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so James said, I can offer you an inter- internship. And I was like, hell yeah. And um, so that was it. I started a two-year archives internship and I learned a whole lot of stuff. And I studied on, on the side as well while I was there. Um, <laughs> you have got to quit licking your fur before our podcast starts, dude. <laughs> I agree. In fact, that's how I lost my hair, licking my, my head. Just a whole other story. <laughs> fur, head, licking. This got real hot all of a sudden. <laughs> um, so you went from there to uh, Lucas? Not quite. I did two years hoping to get a job at the Fillmore because one of the things we did at the last part of my internship was we restored the Fillmore after the Loma Prieta quake. Oh, wow. And I thought, okay, this is it. They're opening the club. I've put in two years of work. I know every poster on this wall because I hung half of them and I had done a bunch of stuff to create the hanging points for the frames for the different light shows. And I brought in this giant screen from Berkeley on a truck and hung it behind the stage and wasn't to be, they didn't have a spot for me on the staff that worked. <clears throat> so there was like a f- two or three month period after my internship ended that I was having this kind of low, like, wow, I put on all this work and well, I don't know what it's going to do for me. Right. It didn't turn out the way I'd hoped. Right. And about around the 10 week mark, I saw an ad in the IJ for a six month project for Lucas licensing. Oh, wow. And I applied and it turned out that my archive internship at Build Grand Presents was the thing that really had me standing out. And then I turned that into a 21-year career. Yes, sir. Hey, speaking of that, um, a close friend of my daughter's, her and her mom are sci-fi geeks, hardcore. Do you have anything that I could pass their way that is geeky? that you'd be willing to let go of that shine in their life. They are like star Wars, especially Chewbacca. Probably not. Okay. But let's talk offline about it. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's secret. You people can't hear about it. Cause now we're going into the secret realm of outlaws. I wouldn't want to spoil the surprise for your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And we're outlaws. Okay. We might be stealing something, all right? <laughs> we might be stealing the Death Star. <laughs> it probably actually sounds more like this. <laughs> no, it's like a white. Woo-woo, <laughs> 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 the cops. <laughs> oh, what a story. Um, Yeah. Our dear friend is, I found a um, photo of him from the film Wonder. And so he's oh, going yeah. to find yeah. that and give it to him. Yeah. But I just know 
Yeah, my son still now and then talks about his birthday gift. That that was an awesome, awesome time. Yeah, lots of great things. You know, it was a real gift to work there, to work with so many amazing, innovative people. Really taught me everything I need to know about creating magic. Have you seen um, the series that's on Netflix, the movies that made us? I haven't. I've, I've gone by it a couple of times thinking, it's, yeah, I, I want to watch this. It's really good. It's, yeah, I, I saw the first holiday series and now Candy was talking about it. And so I jumped into it. And yeah, ILM, like I said last week, man, innovators. Innovators. Innovative light and magic. Yeah. That's what ILM stands for. Yeah. And it's so cool because Jurassic Park is one of the episodes. And so to, mm. to have, without saying a whole lot, like that changed the fucking. Yeah. That movie, the, the way that they achieved the dinosaurs created, crossed the threshold of being able to do everything after that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because before that, it's like the four, breaking the four-minute mile. You know, everyone said, that can't be done. It's just biologically impossible. Then it happens, and you're like, oh, <laughs> now this is what's real now. <laughs> we didn't yeah. think it was real, but actually it is real. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And they can just continue to do it with, um, you know, what they've done with The Mandalorian and all that other stuff. Yeah. It's just like over and over and over again. They solve problems. What I'm noticing too is a lot more of the mixed live action animation things that are coming out. Um, there's another movie coming out. I think it's called Kate that's on Netflix with um, Harrison, Harrelson, Harrelson, Woody, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson and um, someone else. I don't recognize it, but it looks to me like a mixture of animation and live action you know, where they take live action and kind of drop animation on top of it. Almost, you know, like if you took Photoshop and took that. There's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No, there's... not that's not what I mean. And there's the Spider-Verse, you know, which is full-on animation. Yeah. But no, this is like, what was those things with, um, who's the diehard guy? Oh, um, Bruce Willis. Yeah, do you know the movies I'm thinking of? That um, the gentleman from Dallas, the director from Dallas, who's part of the Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know who you mean. Um, yeah. Oh God, he did an episode of Mandalorian too. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, What's his damn name? Yeah, What's we his... get into this every time. We're you know we're old. something, and I've got a bottle of MCT oil right next to my uh, shake blender, but I haven't started using it yet. So next week we'll remember I keep more names. Forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> what is this for? Fuck! Who's saving this? <laughs> Kathy, why do you have this next to the shake machine? It's yours, Mark. Oh, <laughs> what's it for? For you to remember things. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll have to start it's, using uh, it. Rodriguez. Um, yeah, it's uh, Rodriguez. Yes. What's his first name? Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not watching. I hope he is. Terry, we want to be in your films. <laughs> yeah. 
Robert Rodriguez. There it is. Robert? Does that sound right? Troublemaker Studios, El Rey. Yeah, that's 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 him. Yeah, that's him. Yes. It's Austin, not Dallas. Just okay. Since we're talking about him. All right. Austin. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think anybody's tuning in because I don't see any comments, but that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. So now we're learning that no one gives a shit about Moped Outlaws except you and me. And we're going to care till the day we die. I love it. And I just think you're so funny. <laughs> That's right. I think you're funny. I know, but looks aren't everything. You got a face made for radio, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, so Facebook doesn't really tell people. Like, when you do it on your live thing, then everyone gets notified. Oh, Mark's streaming live. When Moped Outlaws starts streaming, like, oh, no one gives a shit. We'll work it all out. It's all good. Babysit people, man. Either you love us or we don't know you. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of people that don't know us then. And maybe we don't know them. We don't know them. <laughs> yeah, they're all watching the recall debate. That's what's going on. Oh, really? Is there a recall debate? Apparently. Tear down the wall. <laughs> I had a friend. Oh, oh. A, a friend um, sent an email out. <clears throat> she had a good point. She said she's got her things about Gavin, you know. However, she thought any replacement is going to be worse off than with him in regards to the environment and California on the whole. And I thought, hmm, that's a good point. Well, when they figure out that he's part of why we aren't going to be able to have bacon in California anymore. That, that will be the end of it. <laughs> and that's based on what? Well, there was legislation passed in 2018 <laughs> that has it be that in order to sell bacon in the state of California, it has to be that certain pigs, each pig has a pen size that's commensurate with the straight regulations. But nobody who raises pigs for slaughter for bacon has pens that size because it's that industrial, you know, meat packing doesn't, they're not doing it that way. And so it's supposed to take effect in January and nobody's prepared. None of the suppliers have done what they're supposed to do. And so California is going to run out of bacon in January. I just don't see that being, um, um, held. I don't think that's going to go through. So what you're saying is people want their bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, but true. It is is interesting. There's someone who's very close to me who turned me on to that documentary Seaspiracy. And yeah, I understand, you know, blah, blah, blah. People just find fault with everything. It's food well, for there, thought. If you didn't eat so much fit, if we ate more bacon, we wouldn't need to eat so much fish. It's the mass production of food. That's what it just meant. But you're right. I'm just very, trying to be funny on a serious situation. <laughs> well, I take things very seriously. Things go better with Coke. 
Let's do a line. Oh my, no way. And now where are we? <laughs> we went from sea spiracy to the tenderloin. <laughs> smells like fish. <laughs> it smells like something I won't mention. Oh my God, excrement. Holy Christ, that place is shitty. I haven't been there. I don't know. Oh God, I went there with Bodie and... I don't think I'll be walking through that area ever again. We already talked about it last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did, because you mentioned that app that shows you where. Really? We're covering, we're so senile that we don't even know. It's called a callback, Mark. (laughs) Did you ever get one from that audition that that you did? No, I didn't. Everyone's ignoring me in their own way. Like a southern summer night or a cold, hearty winter's day. Yes, sir. Everyone's ignoring me. How come you have so many beads on? That looks cute. I like that. (laughs) So each one of these is a sacred object to me. Okay, so the fish hook? Um, This was made out of aluminum foil. Silver that. Kathy's family gave her, which she melted down, and then she made this fish hook for me and forged it herself as a gift. To remind you that you're the one whose cheek is pierced on the line. She's the one holding the pole. That's not it. Uh, I do want to tell you about the rest of them now. Ah, You made me mad. You made fun of my sacred object from my partner and love of my life. The shining light. And those beads? These Is that are one of plastic glow-in-the-dark skulls that represent sort of the voodoo, Keith Richards, sort of like the impermanence of life. And the black beads? These are hand-carved Tibetan prayer beads called a mola. And there's 108 of them. So when you're chanting a mantra, you count them as you you move them along. And the little bag. This is full of things that I earned on a men's wisdom retreat where I was part of a seven-day immersion. And then on the final day, we had to pass all these different ritual tests. And this was what I was given as the reminder of, of the razor's edge was what the workshop was called. And there's some crystals and some herbs and stuff in here. And then this one, which is hard to see because it's dark, same thing. Only, uh, two years later, different workshop, men's wisdom workshop, the culmination of my men's wisdom coach training also involved a ceremonial test. And this is, Maori and jade, Maori jade, and uh, it's carved to, it's kind of blunt, this one, but the traditional ones are carved as a, as a tool for cutting for fish scaling and various things like that. So you have a fish hook and you have a tool for carving up fish and we're back and to sea spiracy. See, yeah. see how we did that? <laughs> So this person near and dear to me who said, you got to watch Seaspiracy, 
they said they were never going to eat any more fish unless they saw it caught so that they knew how it was caught. But they haven't been able to do that. They haven't really taken that on as a reality. And it just brings to me how difficult it is to manifest real change in one's life. It's a very challenging thing to do. Uh, yeah, accordingly, you know, 8 billion of us. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We have a lot of adjustments to make. Even just personally. Yeah, no doubt. And that's why we're riding way into the sunset on this moped. We're riding into the heart of the lion to change the world <laughs> one podcast at a time. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sir. <clears throat> so can you go into what that fish hook symbolizes? Or is it too personal? Sure. Um, there was one. We went on a trip in December of 2017 to a place called That's Playa pre-COVID. That's how we're going to do time from now on. Pre-COVID. That was three years we there, pre-COVID. We discovered a shop that was in the town at the far end of where all the retail stuff was. And the shop was a place where Mexican jail um, men, people who were in Mexican jail who had restitution to pay and families to feed would make things that then could be sold at these shops and the money went to their victims or to the families to help keep them going while they were in jail. And um, I bought, there was, a, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. There were lots of cool things to buy, but what I found was a, a hook that was kind of a pewter silvery kind of hook, fish hook. Mm-hmm. And, um, so at the time, the symbol was about not allowing myself to get hooked into codependent behaviors that have been uh, part of my challenge in life. And so that's what it symbolized. And then after a while, the, that particular leather thing didn't, um, didn't hold up. And I didn't like the pewter. I wanted something of more of substance. So uh, Kathy's a jewelry designer and she used to go down to Mexico a couple times a year and make jewelry, silver jewelry. So she said, Hey, I'm going down there and I'm going to melt down my family silver and make stuff out of it. Is there anything you want? And I said, Ooh, I'd love it if you'd make me another hook that's, you know, actual silver that you made. And so it's a symbol of not hooking people in terms of your relationship status with them, but also not getting hooked on other people's trauma. And how come she goes to Mexico to do the silver melting? Um, Well, there's a town called Tosco and it's the silver capital of Mexico. They've been making jewelry and mining silver for over a hundred years down there. And so she used to work for a company called Farfetched that used to make jewelry that she designed jewelry for. And she would go down there and supervise the artisans because it's all handmade. It's not like manufactured with molds and stuff like that. It's handmade. 
and she would go down with her designs for them and um, supervise the artisans, make sure it met the quality standards. And then after a while, she stopped working for Farfetch. And so she was going down there to produce her own line, which is called Go Girl Goods or Kathy Blackstone. Um, with a C. Yeah. And she's getting ready to launch her jewelry website and her sculpting website very soon. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And she just recently got a couple of new commissions. Oh, right on. Congratulations. Yeah. So there's food on the table. There's food on the table, love in our hearts, and the grace of God provides the means to navigate everything. Which brings us to today's Earth of Miracles reading. All right. Today's reading is brought to you by Nabisco. What day are we on? What day is this? Eight? Eight, four. Yeah. Eight four, but what what number is that? Eight hundred and thirty six thousand three hundred and seventy one. Tell you what, we'll just le- read. Words. Let's just read the one you're on. One ten. I am as God created me. We will repeat today's idea from time to time. For this one thought would be enough to save you and the world if you believed that it is true. Its truth would mean that you have made no changes in your life that have reality nor change the universe so that what God created was replaced by fear and evil, misery and death. If you remain as God created you, fear has no meaning. Evil is not real and misery and death do not exist. Today's idea is therefore all you need to let complete correction heal your mind and give you perfect vision that will heal all the mistakes that any mind has made at any time or place. It is enough to heal the past and make the future free. It is enough to let the present be accepted as it is. It is enough to let time be the means for all the world to learn, escape from time, and every change that time appears to bring in passing by. If you remain as God created you, appearances cannot replace the truth. Health cannot turn to sickness, nor can death be substitute for life or fear for love. All this has not occurred if you remain as God created you. You need no thought, but just this one, to let redemption come to light the world and free it from the past. I really love the concept in Course in Miracles that evil does not exist. And it's such one that when I bring it up, people want to argue with it. That's just evil. Well, they, you know, they'll bring up their... Um, examples and um, and I remember as a young man talking about heaven being a place of perfection where everyone's happy and then people would go well you'd get bored and I go well that's not it then because that's not, you're not happy when you're bored so that's not it well you have to be you know, like they're just be Arguing against the potential of 24-7 happiness. Mm. So there's something about the crucible of incarnation, which our soul evolution craves. Yeah, why? It's ridiculous. 
I can even see for myself, like there's times there's still shempe. I love that word, shempe. It's just like still prominent in me with things, you know, there's still habits of people in my life from like, why are you doing that? Why am I holding on to it? Why not let it go? Well, there's, can you, do you have the capacity? Right. Right. And then there's the illusory nature of the idea that you haven't already. Right. And so the answer then is, of course you have the capacity. It's already done. Well, or the question, the answer to the question of why is why not? Which is really fucked up way to answer a question like that. (laughs) Like, let's just play that through every question you answer me. I'll ask me, I'll answer it like that same way. Okay. Um, Why is the door closed? Why not? (laughs) Because. Because why? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Because I said so. (laughs) The parents answer. Let's answer like parents for everything. Because God will be angry if we don't do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just heard a uh, um, Garrison Keeler quote last night that I thought was brilliant. Being in a church makes you a Christian as much as standing in a garage makes you a car. Wow. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I was pondering it a bit today, realizing how much attachment I've given to being in a church. I have a very different feeling of standing in a church in my imagination, in my body than Mm -hmm. standing in a garage, you know, like I've attached a lot of feeling and emotion and meaning to standing in a church. Well, they are, um, exquisitely designed to create that sense of awe. But I found that standing overlooking a redwood forest can do very similar things to me. Doesn't have quite the sonics of a good, well-built bell church. It has better ones. I don't know. Have you ever sun, sun a nice song in the forest and it just goes out. You don't hear the sonics, the booming resonance of a, course echoing off the ceiling and walls well yes and no <laughs> see here we get into the semantics of life of you know like a you know a sound studio exists for a reason yes it does <sighs> and you know, there's all kinds of amazing things about the church of the forest to sing in that are not available in churches. That just reminds me, I went with Bodie and saw Joan Jett in the Blackhearts Sunday oh, yeah. at Stern Grove. That? It was fucking awesome. It was Where, so at good. Stern Grove? Yeah. And um, Are the trees I've, there very angry? Oh, check this out. So, um, Joan... Uh, they do their first song and they're getting right. They're going right into their second song. Like the drummer starting off into the second song and Joe's on, wait, 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 no, 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 we can't just, we, no, stop, stop, stop. So the whole band stops. And then she went into this thing about th- this is their first live gig since 2019. 
how amazing it is. And then she said, and trees are like people to me. And this is overwhelming. This is crazy. It's amazing. And Bodhi turns to me and goes, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that documentary I saw about her and just, just to see everything that she's been through and all the misogyny she had to navigate and how she's um, her partner in her management and her have just had this long running like volatility, but <sighs> Yeah, really. it was on the stage even like they were a little argument kind of broke out on stage and because he started telling a story, but he just told it real quick. She goes, you didn't tell the whole story. And he's like, ah. he's like so the manager right. got to come on stage and talk. Well, he plays. I don't know if it's from it's the guy she started. So they started Black Hearts 40 years ago. He plays keyboard and percussion. Hmm. And um so he was telling a story and he tried to be brief so as not to detract from the music. And she right, right. She's like, hey, right, right. and then she goes, all right, this is a song we wrote and it's what's happening right now. It's called frustrated. <laughs> 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 they went right into that. That's hilarious. And she's like, she's got to be in her seventies and she still rocks. Yeah. Still rock. The whole band is tight. Super, super good. Yeah, it's great. Did she wear um, wrist stuff? Did she have wristbands on? Like, that sort of looked like um, almost like sweatbands that basketball players wear, but wrapped more like wraps. Do you remember? I don't remember that. Still the whole black, black leather, black t-shirt, black pants, black boots, black. And they ended with um, Everyday People. That was their very last song. So she did a Sly and the Family Stone song as her encore. Yeah, it was awesome. Killed on Crimson and Clover. Killed. Killed. And, of course, everyone loved I Love Rock and Roll. You know, that got the whole Grove bouncing. So that was it. She had a 15-minute set? No, it was like an hour and a half. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of music about, like... I couldn't name another Joan Jett song, but you know what? I'll bet they're all killer. They were. Yeah. And you could. You, that was the other part. Like she would be playing. You're like, oh, yeah. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I hate myself for loving you. Um, don't give a damn about my bad reputation. Um, did Cherry Bomb, you know, from the Runaways. Um, yeah. It's just. Joan Jett, man, you are an American original we love you yes and if you're hearing my voice wow i'm privileged (laughs) why don't you write something new i can't believe you said that (laughs) actually she she probably has but it's like no one wants to hear it right no it's good in fact she has a song on miley cyrus's new album that they did together that's good awesome yeah I think there's two songs actually that are anyway. Yeah. Joan's still active and doing new stuff. Don't be harsh on Joan. Were we a little sensitive? No, we're not, but she is. I'm protecting her <laughs> like a man, <laughs> like a man <laughs> protecting the little lady. No misogyny here. Not on moped outlaws. <laughs> misogyny. Oh, they did a drogynous. They've done that song ever since I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Androgynous, closer than you know. Da, 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 da. 
Yes, sir. Have you listened to Prince's new album, Welcome to America? I haven't. Is it available? Yes, sir. I should listen to it. Where would I, I guess I have to go to Spotify or YouTube? Spotify, or Spotify. Yeah, I think they're all on YouTube. I wanted to see that concert that's part of the big package. I wanted to buy that whole big package that has like the double album and the CDs. I wanted a big package, but I wasn't born that way. <laughs> Neither was Prince. <laughs> He's well, been overcompensating ever since. Apparently quite well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, it's a really, really, really amazing. It's like the promise of the vault is fulfilled with this record. It is really good. And there's his podcast where... Um, yeah, there's the podcast, which are four episodes of them talking about. Yeah. And I've heard two of them so far. And that's really good to hear how like this vision was really brought to life that, you know, he said to everyone, thank you. This has been you know burning in me for a while and I didn't know how to get it out. But then it was done and he threw it in the vault. Like it didn't like everyone thought, Oh, this is going to be another um, sign of the times. You know, this is going to bring him back into the public eye in a big way. And they're like, Oh, what happened? <laughs> well, I guess maybe in episodes three or four, they'll explain what his thinking was about that. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause you, have you heard all four? No, I haven't heard any of them, mm-hmm. any of the podcasts. Such a trip because it's super dark in my room, but from the video, it looks like it's light. Yes, the aperture of automatic camera. I have been really, really devoting myself to my work ethic. Right on. Since I have stopped um, teaching summer camp. And so I haven't allowed myself the privilege of like diving in to listen to the new Prince album or, you know, watch a lot of movies or anything like that. Yeah. Good for you. It's good. At one point I had, um, the 2020, uh, rock and roll hall of fame inductions going as like a, almost like listening to a radio show while I was working. So that was fun. 2020. Yeah. Yeah, um, Nine Inch Nails, T-Rex, a bunch of people. Or just name two good ones. Yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex, B- Notorious B.I.G. Um, and I forget the rest because I wasn't really listening. It was just like, you know, when you're working, having a little something-something to keep you going. Yeah. I know I do that sometimes. Sometimes like I'll have a podcast on, then I turn it off because I'm like, oh, I really want to listen to this. And it's not happening. One of the standout moments is videotape of um, David Bowie talking about Trent Reznor and how what an original he was and how he heard Nine Inch Nails and he was blown away. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a pretty righteous endorsement yeah. when David Bowie's talking about you like that. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard Black Star? What's that? His last album he did when he was dying. Oh, I think I've heard bits and pieces of it from the documentary I watched. Did you watch that documentary, The Last yeah. Five Years? 
Yeah. Yeah. That was super cool to yeah. see how he dove into that avant-garde jazz troupe to, you know, have them back this album. And yeah. they're like, wait, really? Have you, we, have you heard our stuff? We don't, he's like, no, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. And the producer talking about how he would tweak Dave's voice, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. One of my favorite Bowie stories is Ricky Gervais apparently became close friends with Bowie. And when Bowie was turning either 50 or 60, Ricky sent him an email saying happy, you know, let's say it was 50, happy 50th birthday. Don't you think it's time you got a real job? And David wrote back, I have a real job. David Bowie, rock god. <laughs> oh. Ricky was like, uh, like, what do you, you know, there it is. There's the guy. <laughs> Can't argue with that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he told you. Wow. Have you seen that thing when Bowie's, it was uh, the series Ricky did called Extras? Oh my God. No. If, if you want to see something hella funny, go on YouTube and look up David Bay extras. Yeah. And David Bowie and the David uh, Bowie one. Okay. Yeah. So if you put in like David Bowie, Ricky Gervais extras and look for the one that's the longest, you know, because mm-hmm. there'll be short little ones, but you want the whole premise of the scene. And okay. Brilliant. That sounds amazing. That's really funny. You know, there's so much video content now available that no human being could watch all of the good stuff in one lifetime. I heard we've reached the level that yeah, there's like every second, you know, thousands of hours uploaded to YouTube every fucking second, man. The aliens, they, we will never be taken over by aliens because they're going to be bogged down by the research. <laughs> God's been get... waiting a long time to be able to watch this stuff. He's been <laughs> waiting for eternity to really have a channel he could tune into that was worthy. <laughs> this is what the creation of humanity was all about. <laughs> God's well, entertainment about if you were channel. God and you had to watch Eternity Forever. You'd want like it to be this ultimate sitcom. Yeah. I wonder if he logs in so he can see the over 18 content. You can see it all, or they can see it all. She can see it all. Oh, are we there now? Yeah. <laughs> this is non-gender specific, non-binary. The all is both genders. Oh, are there only two genders? <laughs> um, Let's cancel the cancel culture. We did. We just did. Amen. Yeah, you know, and you, it is you cancel so. yourself before they can cancel you. And then, exactly. <laughs> and we did that already. We had to change our name already. Yeah, we did. So. Yeah, we did. That was just smart. It is funny to hear these earlier episodes where we're. Yeah, I cringed. I listened to it and I heard our old name and I was like, oh, geez. I know. I know. Well, it's good. You know, people, there's a learning process in life and we're part of it. Right. Hmm. Holy Christ. (laughs) Uh, Just reminded me of a joke a friend sent me today via email. 
These four nuns are at the gates of heaven, and the nun goes to St. Peter and says, St. Peter, I touched a penis. I have sinned. St. Peter goes, go and wash your hands in holy water. And the next nun comes and says, no, the first one says, I, I saw a penis. You know, he goes, go wash your face in the holy water. The uh, next nun comes and says, I've sinned. I've touched a penis. And the father says, the St. Peter says, go and wash your hands in the holy water. And the fourth nun jumps and cuts in line from the third one and goes, can I gargle in the holy water before she dips her ass in it? <laughs> You I told just, that joke so badly. I know. Isn't that re- I know. Listen back to that and go, damn. We're going to stop this episode right before I say that joke. I'm going to say, that reminds me of a joke of Fred Sutton. And we'll go. The recording has stopped. ended. <laughs> recording stopped. Exactly. Okay. <sighs> there is some editing. You said no editing, but now I see how you are. Yeah, that's what happens when you give me control. Yes, I give you the illusion of control. Illusion of control I give you. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm. Next week, we're going to do the episode with all of... It's all Yoda voice next week. Both of us will be... I better practice. Hey, speaking of, I saw... I found an interview with the director of the movie Wonder. Mm. And he was given mad props to Mike as Chewbacca. And... Um, really? Yeah. And like the interviewer asked... You know, did your actor Michael Healy do the Chewbacca voice? And the director, I forget his name, Steven something, said, you know, he did it really well, but Lucas is really tight about everything and representation. So we did it in the studio and they approved it. It wasn't Mike, but he could do a great Chewbacca. And no. Talked about how Mike, it was a burning hot day when they filmed. They only had Chewbacca for one day. And um, so they had to like give Mike breaks and they'd have to bring him to a secret place because it was stipulated he isn't allowed to remove the head in front mm-hmm. of kids. And mm-hmm. yeah. They yeah. Do, uh, Lucasfilm does a great job of protecting the magic. Yeah. And they also, the director said like how generous Mike was with photos and hanging out, you know, beyond time. And it was super cool. You know, there's a reason I don't want Ubenza mad at me. <laughs> He's taller. It'll beat our ass. <laughs> That's not why. Why? He's such a generous person. Like yeah. The the amount of generosity that I've been the recipient of over the years is just beyond description. There would be there's no way I could describe it. Like literally, I've laughed harder and longer with that person than any other human on the planet. And it's been one of the great gifts of my life to share that laughter with him. Yes. And I can't wait till we have him on the show. Well, we'll see if he even wants to. And He's got a hot temper, he does. Yes. I've stood in that fire a couple of times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a brother for sure. No doubt. Very fun. Very, very. Um, the wealth of my life is deeply impacted by his generous spirit. That's good. 
And on that note, I know, right? Here's to all of the great Irishmen in our lives who are so funny and so full of vim and vigor and vitriol when they've got a few in them. Uh, They don't even need to have a few. I saw an American flag today. You know how they have those ones with the blue stripe? No. You've never seen the the black American flag with the blue stripe that's about police, police lives matter? Well, instead of like red and white, it's blue and white with the no, black it's, it's stars. it's black and white with one blue stripe. No, I haven't seen that. Okay, so the, I saw one today where this there were three stripes and they were red, they were orange, white, and green. And then in the stars area, there was um, the, the an Irish cross that has like the loop with the um, all of the decorations on it. I forget what they call that. Uh, the filigree that they have on it, the Celtic knots. That's it. It was a Kel- And I was like, that's weird. What? I'd never seen one from, which one is that? And then I got closer and I go, Oh, that person's an Irish American. It's like, yeah, I used to get mad at people for doing that. And then I remembered back in the seventies that we used to put corporate logos all over the blue field and a rainbow um, stripes instead of red. And I'm like, yeah, we can't get mad at each other for, I, for personalizing the flag according to our own beliefs. It is always wild to me the military's take belief of the flag is it's a living entity. That's the way it's treated. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's it's alive. Why, yeah. Wild. Wild. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. Can you get that high note? What so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous or the ramparts we walked were so gallantly streaming. And the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? Play ball. Recording stopped.